Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Hey, welcome to your weekend. Hope you're staying warm out there around the great state of Montana. It is Nuanas Now, broadcasting to you live from the ESPN studios right here in Missoula, Montana. We can't complain here in the Garden City. It might be two degrees. It's nowhere close to as cold as it is the rest of the state. Negative 61 in Haver this morning. Get out of here. Unbelievable. I am Coulter Nuanas bringing you everything you need to know about sports and everything else from around the Treasure State each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 102.9 FM ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? You can find it on the podcast. It's easy to find. All you got to do is go to one of your various podcast uh, platforms and just rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Speaking of podcasts, we've been doing Grizz Greats for about a year now. We rolled out our uh, coaching tree, uh, Grizz Greats, the coaching tree, all about Judd Heathcote's epic coaching tree for the University of Montana men's basketball program. And we did interviews with the 10 living coaches from that coaching tree. That was an awesome experience. Learned a lot. And one of the things I'm the most proud of that I've ever produced and uh, the content that I've put out there, it's really fun listen, and it's pertinent for all time. So it doesn't really matter if you uh, haven't listened to it yet. There's no timeliness to it whatsoever. It's just an archive.
archiving of history. It's really interesting. So is the latest iteration of Grizz Greats. I know if you've been paying attention and, and following along with us, it seems like it's been going forever, but that's because it has. We've been doing it for about 21 weeks now. We did fall a couple weeks behind because I took a couple weeks off to end 2020. Good riddance uh, to that year. But we still have, I think, six episodes left to roll out, including the one that I posted earlier this week. And so I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. Johansi Manzanares, defensive end for the Grizz in 1995, the uh, Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 95 National Champions, is a 25-part podcast series presented by Blackfoot Communications and First Security Bank of Missoula. There's there's only one team that feels good at the end of the year. All, all these other teams kind of experience that in, in, in big to, to kind of swallow that twice with the with the Delaware loss and, and the Youngstown. Matter of fact, I think that 94 team might have been the best team that we we had. We had some killers on that team, just some absolute studs that, that did hone the team and, and lead to success in the future. Silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions. I am Coulter Nuanas. You can find Grizz Greats on all your podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other podcasting platform you might prefer. Grizz Greats is proudly presented by First Security Bank of Missoula and Blackfoot Communications. It's a 25 part podcast series chronicling Montana's run to the 1995 football national championship. In this episode of Grizz Grits, we'll hear from Johansi Manzanares. He was a senior defensive end for that Grizz team, one of the heart and souls of the Grizz defense, and a hell of a player at a great falls high, an outstanding All-American caliber wrestler in high school, as well as an All-State football player who brought his talents to the University of Montana and played right away. He was a four-year contributor, a three-year starter, although he did start for parts of four seasons, and one of the stalwarts on that fearsome front that really helped buoy the day for Montana both throughout the season, but particularly in the playoffs, and particularly in their 22-20 victory over Marshall on December 22nd of 1995 to claim the first national championship in school history. Without further ado, Johansi Manzanera is a captain for the 1995 University of Montana Grizzly football team. So many of the guys, particularly on the defensive side of the ball that we've talked to throughout doing all these interviews, they've talked about the culture that existed at Montana, but how you had to kind of wait your turn. You had to earn your way up. And you kind of had an accelerated development, being up with the older guys, even when you were a freshman, getting a ton of snaps. And then by the time you're a sophomore, you know, a key player on the defense. So what was it like trying to navigate just your position within the, the lineup and the team when you were one of the only younger guys that were sort of up with the, the top older guys on the defense? Yeah, it, it was it was tough. Uh, yeah, I, I see that too, too emotionally. And, and uh you know, you're, you're in an environment where where majority of the defense was seniors. Um, there was a few juniors on the on the squad, but I beat out a couple seniors for that spot. So here's that freshman uh, that, that you know, essentially that entire group grew up together, and and now I've I've kind of invaded uh, the, their their space and, and their their unit. Um, so so it was a uh, it was a little tough, a little little challenging in terms of the transition, but. Um, you know what doesn't kill you makes you, makes you hard, and and so being able to understand and learn in that environment, and it's a it's a physical game, and what what I think the staff did a very good job is they they put the best talent on the field, and so I I really kind of embraced that role and 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 took it, and um, you know it was it was it was certainly not given, it was it was all earned, 
And so you just go with that mentality and do the best you possibly can and, and you'll be a good team player. And that was, that had always been my, my goal. Um, I could have chose to stay at linebacker. I could have maybe moved inside. I could have said, Hey, I'm here's where I'm at. Um, or it's what, it's what's best for the team. And I think, I think cultivating that um, very early on in my mind, there was no decision. I mean, what, Wherever you guys think I'm, I'm best suited to play, and where I can help the team out the, the, the best, I'm going to do. Uh, so it was a um, it was a fun environment to, to to really do that. But but ultimately, just just embracing that team role and, and doing whatever I could. Your sophomore and junior seasons, the 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 program has been building for a number of years, even you know before you got there, and then really kind of accelerated upon your arrival and, and your class. But you guys go to the postseason at the Delaware game, famously in '93. Couple wins, then you got the Youngstown State game in the pouring down rain, famously in '94, and a couple balls that maybe didn't quite go your way at important times. Dave got hurt, all that kind of stuff. How big though were the, was that? Just to I don't know if momentum's the word, but to build the program through those years heading into that '95 season. I think that's 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 huge, and and when you um, when you kind of reflect back on those times, anything in life, I think you have to really kind of learn to win, and and I think I think expectations get set. Um, I think there is a, a a culture that's developed, and uh, and and you're right. During during our sophomore year, I don't I don't think we had that. I think I think there was really kind of a celebration. We were in the playoffs, and and we were a good team, and and that that became kind of the um, the goal. Well, if you kind of fast forward from that. That, that no longer became the goal. That was the expectations, right? We are not only going to get in the playoffs, but we're going to win. Um, and then it's going to win the national championship. That, that became kind of the genesis of kind of the transition between uh, uh, the, the 94 season and the 95 season. It was not just to get to the game. It was to win the national championship. So as an organization, as any, you know, you can see it in business. Uh, you can see it around personality. You, you, you learn those dynamics, you learn how to win and you learn how to raise that bar. And once you do, uh, everything around it raises. So, uh, yeah, to be part of that, literally that, that sophomore season, making the playoffs for the first time. And I think it was 17 or 18 straight years that that was, that was the benchmark. Um, that, that was kind of the minimum expectation that you'd see from a Grizzly football program. So, uh, you can point back to that year as being kind of the, the point at which the, those, uh, those tides did rise. We talked about the disappointments of the 93 loss to Delaware, the 94 loss to Youngstown State with several guys from a mental standpoint, from a, a team culture standpoint, but from a physical standpoint. I mean, I know you yourself was like, were a guy that was really into the weight room, you know, a leader in that aspect of things. Did you think that the training itself in the offseason ratcheted up a notch as well when you guys were headed into the offseasons coming off of these losses? Yeah, I think so. I think anytime you do that, there's a, a sense of disappointment, but you can uh, you can respond one of two ways in that environment. And I think that is with, with life. I mean, when you fall down, how do you respond? And I think that shows the true character of any organization, any individual. Um, you could choose to feel sorry for yourself and you can kind of bow in the corner. Or you can choose to get better. And, and ultimately, it was a decision for everybody to get better and, and raising those expectations and making sure that we challenge each other. Um, and, and uh, the coaching staff starts from the top, making sure they uh, continue to kind of set those expectations. But yeah, those were those were tough, tough losses. It's interesting when you kind of reflect it. I remember losses much better than I do 
the wins and, and just the emotional aspect of being able to pour everything in and and to have a season come down and, and completely shut off. Um, fortunate, unfortunate in, in football, especially at that level, there's there's only one team that feels good at the end of the year. All, all these other teams kind of experience that and, and, and being in a position to, to kind of swallow that twice with the with the Delaware loss and, and the Youngstown. Matter of fact, I think that 94 team might have been the best team that we we have. We had some killers on that team, just some absolute studs um, that that did hone the, the, the team and, and lead to success in the future. So going into 95, was there something that was different? I mean, you graduated in 94, like you alluded to, an unbelievable group. And I think there's only 12 guys in your class that returned as seniors in that 95 season uh, of an excellent junior class behind you as well. But where did you think that you were at as a group coming off of those two years prior? Yeah, we knew we had talent. Uh, and I, th I don't think you really know what you have until you kind of progress uh, through through the season. And, and uh, um we had a lot of people who wanted to win. Um, the, like I said, the bar was was not just to get to the game; it was to win the national championship. So the the expectations, the, the, the internal dialogue, uh, had changed tremendously, and uh, we were going to go out there and, and, and do our best. And, and we we knew we had some extremely talented kids on on uh, on both sides of the, of the ball. But you could see early on as we started to click as a team and, and gel. Um, it, it was it was pretty magical, and then and then to really kind of hit the playoffs and and everything, everything seemed to to fire on all cylinders, offensively, defensively, uh, and special teams. So that, that that was fun to kind of see that ascension too throughout the season. Uh, we had a few setbacks, didn't show up for a game, um, and, and and got beat, and then uh, and then yeah, coming through. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Could you feel it even before the season started? Like during fall camp, could you feel a sense of urgency or a sense of togetherness amongst the guys? Or what was the moment where you guys sort of collectively realized, wow, we, we actually can make a run at this thing? Yeah, I mean, we, we were good. We were good. There's no question about it. I don't know if I felt it early on like that. I think there was a few uh, pivotal games. Uh, if you look throughout the season, the Boise State game was unbelievable, right? Just coming and just throttling that uh, – that team, that was that was kind of a high-profile game. As a matter of fact, in, in a lot of the games, I mean, I I only played probably uh, you know half the game and and out a couple series in the in, in the in the third quarter. Um, so we had we had run up the score on all these people, and and, and quite frankly, I think I played one series in the in the Boise State game, but that was that was kind of the that that was kind of the. Uh, the rhythm we were in as a team. I mean, we just absolutely crush it offensively. We'd hold them in and then, and then all the starters would check out and, and, and you look at kind of the development and what that was able to do, whether it was able to, to create some longevity and health with the, uh, with the starting program was, was it able to develop kind of the, the younger kids underneath? Um, I think there was tremendous benefits in, in being able to kind of incorporate that environment. But yeah, I think we, we benefited and you could, you could kind of feel the, the, the momentum uh, and the excitement around the, uh, the university and the city and the community about how good and how special this team was. All teams want to try and peak late, right? Hit, 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 hit the top of the mountain when it's go time. And nobody maybe ever did that better than the 95 Montana Grizzlies in that postseason run. 
uh, in Washington Grizzly on the way to the national championship. What do you remember about those three games that were simply dominant blowouts? And it's hard to even imagine that these are national playoffs, national semifinal type of football games. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And you kind of reflect back on the, that at time. And, and, and it was it was special. Uh, it was special in the fact that the, the, the leadership was on par. It was special that we had a lot of kids committed to, to being great. Um, you know, there was there was a uh, there was an opportunity I remember early on where the defense essentially got up as individuals and committed to what they were going to do to make this a great playoff season, win the national championship. And whether it was help in, in, in the scout team, uh, whether it was a, I, I remember mine personally was I, I in practice was going to touch the ball carrier on every single time they ran. And so I, I literally defensive end ball would go over there play would be over. I would, I would, I would make an effort to go touch that guy. And just, if anything, it was the, it was the conscious mentality that I'm committed to getting the ball every single uh, time, regardless where that, that ball is. Uh, and so to have that type of commitment, I think was uh was huge. You could, you could feel the momentum. Another thing too, and I think kind of the danger of, of, you know, that situation is, is playing to the level of the competition um, and, and to really kind of go out and just absolutely throttle. We were supposed to win games. Not only did we win them, but we, we, we destroyed teams. Um, to be in that environment, to, to, to see kind of the, 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 the fear on some of these teams as they rolled in, man, it was a, uh, it was crazy. You can see them on the sidelines. You can see, you know, um, you can see it in their eyes. And, and um, I, I think for the majority of those games, we won it before we even kicked off. Was it even elevated compared to what you were normally used to at Washington Grizzly Stadium? I mean, could you feel the ferocity of the way you guys played even even greater during that playoff run? I, th- I think so, man. I, I uh, You know, it's interesting. You, you get in any environment where it, it is it is literally – Win and proceed and lose and go home. Um, you know that is a that's a unique situation to to, to be in and to I be in that situation. Um, and that's kind of the beauty about about having those losses. You understand what that feels like. You understand what that looks like. Um, and you understand you don't want to be there. And 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 do whatever you can uh, to, to to fight and continue on. So. Um, that intensity, um, the support, I mean, the sellout, the fans, it, it, was, it, it was a magical time to kind of reflect back and, 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 and be part of that, uh, part of that experience is something, something very special. You obviously win those games going away, and now it's the national championship. And you're gearing up for this thing, preparing for it, traveling as it turns out for what is a road game. Uh, at the end of the day, but also one way or another, this is the last game you're going to play for the Montana Grizzlies. What was that? Was that in there for you? Like in your preparation, I know guys want to focus on the game and just lock and load for that thing. But I mean, I got to believe that that's a backdrop and and a little emotional as well. And you're preparing knowing this is the end of the road. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's really weird when you, when you kind of, you're in that, that final, you know, hundred yards of that marathon, you see the, the, the finish line there. Um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we would be talking if, if, uh, if we lost that game, which is, uh, which is important. So you, you had an opportunity to really kind of do something special. And, and, and we talked about kind of creating a legacy 
we talked about being part of something that we literally could remember for the rest of our our lives and celebrate. Um, I remember distinctly uh, one of my be best friends, Eric Simonson, is, is on the team, and he was he was married to Holly, and they had a baby, and the baby's name was Marshall. And uh, we were we were flying over, um, and I, I literally looked at him. I said, "Hey, as a brother, you, you're either going to cringe every time you say your son's name, or you're going to you're going to celebrate." <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything is on on the line here, man. We, we got to win, and so um, I think the finality of it. Um, I, th I think understanding, um, and I, I think the leadership really probably had a, a different perspective. I think, I think wisdom and life is the best teacher. A lot of times in the moment, you don't understand what you have, but it's, it's, it's very important that people around you are able to kind of articulate and express how important or how special that moment is. And I think we all, we all got it, uh, which was, uh, which was cool. And, and yeah, lead, leads to, uh, leads to great memories like this and, and um, something that, that I'm, I'm very proud of to this day. When you are trying to settle into a national championship game, I mean, were the nerves different? Or, or uh, you talk about the finality of it, but I mean, how long does it take to settle into Was there a moment where you were in that game and you were like, okay, now this, this, this feels like playing football? Yeah, for, for me, uh, and I think every, every individual is unique. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got nervous if I was – if I was wrestling a, a, a dude, nobody was watching, <laughs> or I got nervous, uh, you know, playing a scrimmage game. I got I, the, the the nerves were always there, and for me, it just built a sense of excitement. I, I know if I, I felt that, um, I had confidence that I could perform, um, and I love that feeling. I still love that feeling of, of, of being present and being being alive. Present and being alive. What a line. Johansi Manzanares, the heart and soul of the 1995 Montana Grizzly defense. One of the toughest guys to ever play for the Grizz. Former All-American wrestler as well. He even fought Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai after his college football career was over. Love guys like that. We appreciate you all for joining us. We're going to keep rolling out these Grizz grits. I'm probably going to hit about three next week and three the following week because we just got to get this thing done. We've been doing this for 25 weeks already. We got 21 episodes out there. All you got to do is go to grizzgreats.com. But this has been awesome. It's been fun. It was a really enjoyable experience for me and for uh, Ryan Tutel, the, the former co-host of this show as well. So we'll keep rolling them out for you until we get this thing finished. But we appreciate you listening. Just go to grizzgreats.com or search grizzgreats on all your various podcasting platforms. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. He just made it. He's been playing golf. He's the luckiest man in America. But we're going to talk basketball right after this. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Stay wide. SWX Montana Television. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. All I had to do to start making it was shoot left-handed. 
That was great. A it one for one. Took me six months to figure that out. I've probably made two shots in six months, and then I shoot it lefty. One for one. Well, it also helps probably since the last couple months you've moved to the other side of this table, which means you're closer true, to the rim. True. true. I mean, it's harder from right here. I'm true. Just saying. True. 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 Hey, welcome back. Thanks for rolling with us on your Friday. I'm Coulter Nuanas. It's Nuanas now, each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television, bringing you all you need to know about all things sports and anything else as well. Riley Corcoran stopping on by to one last segment, talking some Big Sky Conference hoops. A little announcement for next week. I'm heading to Bozeman tomorrow morning, so I'll be in Bozeman until Tuesday morning. So I'll be doing Nuanas now from the Montana State campus on Monday. So Riley's off the hook. We're expecting to have Brent Vegan join us, the new Montana State football coach. Also got some other interviews from various Montana State dignitaries planned. We'll also have the uh, Montana Basketball Hour as well. Maybe even might record something with our guy here uh, just to recap whatever happens in Missoula tomorrow. Another public service announcement. You were a Legion baseball player once upon a time. Absolutely. You, you remember in the dead of winter when you need to go start throwing. You got yep. You got to do it. I know it's two degrees outside, but the Mavs, the Missoula Mavericks, they're going to start their indoor training here next Tuesday, 8 to 9 p.m. each of the next four Tuesdays. They're doing their basic fundamental skill building uh, at their indoor practice facility. It's a maximum of 20 players ages 7 through 12. So if you got a youngster that needs to get his arm in shape, wants to learn some basic fundamentals, it's just 50 bucks for all four sessions. You can contact Ginger, Ginger Clausen for any questions, 544-4433. That's 544-4433, or you can go to MissoulaMavs.com. Have you seen that facility? I haven't. It no, I've been hearing about phenomenal. it. I heard it, it's great. Yeah, top of the line. Last year, they they built it. And tell you one thing, it doesn't matter what the temperature is. Brent Hathaway takes no days off. That's He's the truth. Longtime manager of the Mavs. He loves the grind right now in February. But yeah, that that facility. We'll have to we'll have to drive by. I bet you Hath would let us take some BP. We might have to. Oh, let's there go, and do that. dude. I don't think I could hit off of these kids <laughs> anymore, though. No, you wouldn't hit off me. That's <laughs> not, I'm, I'm gonna go pitch to you. Let's go. I, that should be a kid. Maybe we have to go work out for like six weeks in a row and then see how it goes. I like that. That would be. Pretty Pretty fun. Well, if there's a place where you can walk in, get physical therapy, pay a flat fee, and feel better, well, there is. It's Physiotrek, Missoula's only walk-in physical therapy office. Physiotrek offers physical therapy on your time with a flat fee so you can feel better faster. No need for a referral or from insurance. Just go to Physiotrek.com, book your appointment, and feel better today. You know you've been wanting to try dry needling or see if more specific stretches might help you. You can do that now at Physiotrek. Visit Physiotrek.com and book an in-clinic or telehealth appointment today. That's Physiotrek.com. Riley, you were sitting courtside last night uh, in Missoula, and uh, I had the game up because the game tipped at 5 last night. So I was watching it while I was doing my show. It was kind of funny because I was playing Grizz interviews while the Grizz were actually playing. So it's actually kind of fun. I was hoping that somebody was listening and watching the game because I think a lot of people are watching on their mobile devices. Robbie Beasley, by the way, freshman, he's a great interview, right? Great interview. Super fun. Charismatic. Yeah, super charismatic. Man, He was like, he was money in the bank. He's not worried about... Like saying the perfect answer, which I love. I mean, it's it's the raw, honest emotion from him. Got to catch up with him after his big time game yep, after yep. Portland State, and you caught him with this this week. He's going to be a star. I mean, he's he fun to watch. He he's electric. He's got everything. So I, I led with the show with this, but I, I want to get your perspective. To me, last night the Grizz, the thing that has been missing was back. Whatever that thing is, it it, it was back. It was back. They looked like. A Travis Takir team for the first time, 
probably since you guys were in Seattle. And that was a couple months ago. Your thoughts just on last night's 80-67 win for Montana over Weber State? Without a question. Five years now I've been calling Grizzly basketball, and I would say this one ranks up there with most surprising wins. As far as when you do the prep on paper, the field of where teams are at, this one was up there with, wow, they finally had it come together. We've seen it happen a couple of times this year. I think it, it's without debate that the best three performances this year for Montana basketball have been in Seattle against Washington, in a losing effort at Arizona where they were with the Wildcats for 35 minutes, and then unequivocally last night. I mean, they put it all together, and it started at shoot-around. I got the sense, Coulter, when I got there at 11, Something feels different today. And and it's it, it all starts with Coach Takir. We know that. And he had a different attitude all week. He said in the post game with me that he told the team he was going to be in a bad mood all week. And the only way he was going to be in a good mood is if they got it done against Weber State. And he said, I'm still going to be in a bad mood today being Friday. We're going to see if they come out Saturday. So whatever flip from a mindset perspective, this team, for some reason, Coulter, and I don't know if it's a byproduct of their youth. We've talked about it plenty of times that talent is not the issue, but they played to their level of competition. And last night, they knew that if they didn't bring their A game, Weber State could come in here and embarrass them at home. And that was kind of the mindset. They had the team flow, basketball. You saw it. The assist number is the biggest number to me. I know you went over the box score and everything in between. To me, the defense obviously getting up into Weber State. They did not like that. That was a, an adjustment Weber State was not ready for. But the 19 assists, that was the number. The ball movement was there. The bench points, they outscored them 32-12. to 12. It was an unbelievable all-around effort. There's a couple different factors when it comes to the team wearing purple as well. One, Weber State has been haunted by the ghosts of Dahlberg Arena since I first enrolled at the University of Montana back in 2005. Seriously, Randy Ray's first season at Weber State was my first year in college. Weber won a couple times early on when Coach Ray was the head coach, uh, 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 first, first the head coach. They haven't won here since I graduated college, and I'm old now. It, it, it's unbelievable. It, and, you know, they've, they're 3 and 15 in Missoula. They've lost three, count them three, Big Sky Conference championship games in Missoula. And the last couple times they've come here have been among the most embarrassing wins on their, or embarrassing losses of their slate. Like last year, I know that they were down. They were only a 12 win team last year. But I've never seen Montana punk a team like that. I mean, they held Weber State to what, like 35 points, 37 points? 37 I mean, it was it was a straight just whooping. But I just – I think that – so for, there is a mental factor there, I think, that with, with Coach Ray's team. And I think Coach Ray's great. I think he's one of the best coaches in the Western United States, not alone in the Big Sky Conference. But there's just some sort of uh, uh, speed bump. The other thing is, though, I think just from a pure X's and O's schematic standpoint, Montana's got something figured out. Like, they smell blood in the water. Montana has looked, uh, at times, pretty good defensively and other times disjointed defensively. Last night, start to finish, they were not only crisp, but also aggressive. I mean, they knew exactly everything Weber State was doing. That was exactly, and we talked about it a lot, 2018. That was the 2018 team, again, that we saw. They were in the face of Weber State. And the biggest thing, Coulter, is... Coach DeCure, Coach Cobb, the way they put this game plan together, Coach Cobb has had the Weber State scout every single year that he has been a part of the staff. That's all seven years that Travis has been here as well. Is they run Weber State off the three-point line. Where, where Weber State is comfortable catching the ball, Montana's extending that out more towards half court. And Weber could never get into their offense. And right there, it was amazing to me that Weber couldn't really adjust on the fly because I think they were just as shell-shocked as all of us. I mean, don't kid yourself. I think at halftime, I know I was shocked. I'm pretty sure you were shocked sure. and you're getting done with your show. And they have been able to find that different gear. 
Consistency. That's the biggest thing. Can they put it together? I have a weird feeling. I have a weird feeling that this team, now when they have their backs against the wall, that was the second time in the last decade they've been a home underdog. It was a one-point home underdog, but they were an underdog last night, and they play with that mentality where it's more, man, if we don't play together, we might get run out of the gym. And for some reason, when they have that mindset, things click. There's no doubt that Travis DeCure is an unbelievably demanding coach. There's also no doubt that he's a very stubborn coach. I think that the structure that Montana operates with is one of their biggest strengths, but also can be a weakness when they're young like they are this year. But I I said this in the, the top of the show, but I'll say it again. It was almost like a revelation last night because I think that Travis DeCure has been hammering home the exact same points to this team over and over and over again. What does he always ask the guys? Does success breed more success? And the obvious answer is yes, and he always says no. No, it does not. You have to pay the bank every single day. you got to start over every single day. And I think that the guys quite really didn't believe him. I also think that he's been telling them defense wins – and if you play defense, that will lead to offense. And I don't think they've had a game where that's happened until last night. And last night they played their best defense. They uh, got as many consecutive stops that then they turned into buckets as they have all year. And what happens? Oh, well, they hold the, the seventh highest scoring team in the country to their lowest point total in Big Sky Conference play, their second lowest point total of the whole year. But more importantly, then they go score 80 points on offense, their highest total of the entire season as well. And, I mean, Travis sat down at the post-game press conference last night, and he just took a breath, and then he looked up, and he took his mask off, and he literally yelled at us. He said, defense wins games, fellas. That's the only thing I got to tell you. That's the only thing I have to say. Into press conference. And his, I mean, his, his <laughs> conviction, though, was so uh, compelling because you could just tell he, was, he had been screaming this at these guys for three and a half months, and then it finally resonated. And so you say you have a funny feeling. Well, I've been saying this all along. As soon as Weber State kicks down, or excuse me, as soon as Montana kicks down that door, look out because, again, there's multiple problems you could have as a team if you're stuck in mediocrity. Talent, effort, chemistry. Montana doesn't have any of those problems. Montana has a fundamental being able to just coalesce and click. I, I get why the coaches now, too, why they like Josh Bannon so much now that I'm talking to him, because his basketball IQ is through the roof. Yes. He can explain it as good as anybody. I mean, he's like talking to a coach, and he's only a freshman. But Bannon said, hey, here's the, the, the deal. He said, we were being selfish on defense, not by any other thing besides that we were just hugging our guys and we weren't helping each other. And then they started actually executing the game plan last night. I think that it all coalesces into what was absolutely a breakthrough performance for Montana last night. It was, and I think that we have covered this throughout the last couple of weeks, just the chronicling of the journey for Montana and their struggles. And I think there was a couple times where it was at least a good thought to more of, okay, is Travis Secure going to maybe adjust to what he's got for this team this year and try and throw some together? Or is Travis Secure going to be stubborn and make these guys realize what it takes to win at Montana and to play that brand of basketball? Well, last night, that was your answer. Because he finally, he not I shouldn't say finally, he stuck with his message the entire year. And I can testament that to, to being at the practices and the shoot-arounds where he has continued to be consistent with his message and it clicked last night with the guys and that's why it's more watch out because don't kid yourself they know the same things they see the same things we do they might not talk about it they know they were four and six going into these games they were probably an underdog in the next four two against Weber two against Eastern Washington were more of all right it's go time we better listen to coach and it just seemed like everything clicked from that perspective too Travis Secure is in Juana's now by the way 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide
SWX Montana Television. Riley Corcoran joining me in studio. I thought I thought Coach Shakira had great quotes last night, but uh, the most telling one to me, he said, if you haven't experienced playing defensive-minded basketball and having that carry over to the offensive end, you really truly don't believe that that's how it works. You see it at the highest level, right? There's a bunch of guys scoring a ton of points out there, and they're not producing wins. We just have to continue to focus on all the things that matter, and I think our guys did that tonight. Now we have to carry it over into Saturday. So your thoughts on the way they carry over to Saturday? Because here's the thing. You dropped this stat, and I think it's so telling. And I asked Kyle Owens about it, and sometimes you drop stats in press conferences to players. and They they don't know what you're saying. or They they hadn't heard that one before, and they're kind of thrown off by it. I said, but Kyle, you you guys are 5-1 on Thursdays and 0-5 on Saturdays. He goes, we know. And so yeah. uh, it's definitely been talked about amongst the team. But, I mean, two-part question. Why has Montana struggled on Saturdays, do you think? And how huge is Saturday's game? I think, number one, to answer your first question, complacency, right? With a young team where they are satisfied after Thursday. Okay, hey, we executed the game plan. We're better than this team. We can just kind of roll the ball out there and do it again on Saturday. That's not how it works. Teams adjust. And I think this young team, for, I mean, to be straight up honest with you, they just have not been able to adjust game to game. They just think that both teams are going to come out the same. That's not going to be the case. As far as the breakthrough moment, I feel like a broken record because it has now been Coulter four straight weeks that we've had the same conversation, it feels like, on Friday leading into Saturday. Man, they show you the signs. Nick Hallisey, the, the SID for Grizzly Basketball, and I, we've had this conversation every Friday night. All right, is it going to be this weekend? Is it going to be the breakthrough moment? Well, you know what? In a wild year like this, where the Grizz have not garnered a sweep yet, where they come in as a home underdog for the first time in a conference game in a decade, it would only be fitting in a year like this if they would come out with a sweep. But to answer the question, it's a humongous game. If they can win this, they automatically vault themselves. I don't care what the record says. They vault themselves into a big sky contender. I don't think anybody right now already wants to play them in Boise. But if you can come out with a sweep of Weber State, all of a sudden you're sitting in the top five. I think it is so huge for this team. And I, I wonder what the perspective is around the rest of the league from Montana, too. Because we were talking well, about that earlier this morning, too. I, mean, I talk to coaches around the league all the time. And I'll tell you this. It didn't take last night's win to make everybody be scared of Montana. Everybody's scared of Montana. Everybody doesn't want to play Montana, period. Everybody knows the the talent of some of the transfers that they brought in. Everybody knows the talent of the freshmen that they have. And here's the thing. In a tournament situation, a one-and-done situation, since the tournament moved to the neutral site, there's one guy who's proven that he can win at the highest level in that tournament, and that's Travis DeCure, period. And Randy Ray's now play, he's played in one championship since it moved to a neutral site. North Dakota. Uh, Shantae Leggins has been to the championship a couple times with Eastern Washington, but lost to Montana both times. And, uh, I mean, that's pretty much about it. I mean, I guess North Dakota. I guess, no, Weber beat Montana in the championship. That was what? This, the first year? Is that Reno year one when Jeremy Sanglin, Joel Ballenboy? That was my before... That was your, the year before you Correct. were the exactly. most degree. So that okay. was six years ago. Yeah. Yep. Six years ago. But regardless, it's it's Travis DeCure and everybody else when it comes to the neutral side tournament. So I think that that's why, I mean, people just, you got to believe the, the, the body of work that's been produced thus far. Breaking news right now. This is from uh, 406sportsmt.com. Class A combined boys and girls basketball tournaments are moving to Great Falls, and the Class C combined state boys and basketball tournaments are now going to be held at the new Lockwood High School gym. The MHSA executive board approved the moves 
and then moves were announced in an email today. The Class C Combined State Basketball Tournaments were originally awarded to Montana State and Bozeman. However, according to the MHSA, MSU informed the organization that they could not host because of COVID-19 concerns. After reviewing several options, the MHSA board has placed the Class C Combined State Tournaments at Lockwood High. Those will run from March 10th through the 13th. The Class B Combined Boys and Girls Tournaments are scheduled to be held at the same time at the first interstate arena in Metro Park. Um, and it, so it looks like, and in the Class A, that's gonna. it was originally scheduled for the 11th through the 13th at the Butte Civic Center, um, but now instead it's going to be March 3rd through the 6th in Great Falls. So basically what we got here is all the non-AA tournaments uh, moving around a little bit, but basically what we're seeing here is you're just seeing, I mean, this is so dumb that we have to politicize high school sports, but we're not going to go down that road. You're seeing this move to, to counties that have less strict COVID restrictions. That's it. So uh, basically they're just going to move them so that you can have more fans in the stands. We will analyze a lot more of that next week, but we're going to take you home on your Friday, a little breaking news out of the Montana State side of things, and uh, maybe a little more analysis on why Montana State all of a sudden can't play defense anymore uh, in men's basketball. It is Nuana's now, 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana Television. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Happy weekend. When does the weekend officially start? 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock? I don't know, man. I feel like in Missoula, the weekend starts at like 4.30 on Thursday. I was going to say Thursday night. I mean, that's how it always was when we were in school for (laughs) sure. It is Nuana as now. 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. Thanks for being with us this week. And as always, all the time, great show this week, great show today. We heard from Travis DeCure. We also heard from Cam Parker, Kyle Owens, and Josh Bannon, all from the University of Montana men's basketball team. Heard from Danny Sprinkle, Montana State's head coach. Of course, Carolyn, chick who doesn't know sports, stopped by like she does each and every Friday. Shared a little piece of our Grizz Greats episode, our latest one, with Johansi Manzanares. You can go find all the Grizz Greats episodes at grizzgreats.com. And now Riley Corcoran taking it home with me right here on a Friday evening. If you missed anything in the show, you can find it on the podcast. Podcast is presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. I'm going to be in Bozeman on Monday, uh, efforting Brent Vegan, the new head coach for the Montana State Bobcats, and I will also have a variety of other interviews for you. Um, but some breaking news this afternoon: I broke this right before the show. Uh, there was a high priority put on Brent Vegan retaining some, if not all, the Bobcat coaching staff. Well, he has retained. Uh, all of the offensive staff, five of the eight remaining coaches, uh, Brent Vegan has uh, decided to retain. Taylor Housewright is going to be the offensive coordinator. He's spent the last year as an offensive analyst at Oregon. I confirmed that this afternoon. Uh, he was a GA at Wyoming with 
vegan. I think that this is more like code word for Brent Vegan's going to be the OC, and this guy's going to be the the protege until he's ready to go because he's only 32 years old. But he comes from good coaching tree, so uh, probably had probably a talented guy that Vegan's had his eye on for a while. But Justin Udy, who's never actually been the offensive coordinator at Montana State, he was hired after the 2019 season, still hasn't coached a game. He will be retained. He's going to coach wide receivers. And then Brian Armstrong is back at the, as the O-line coach. Jimmy Beal back as the running backs coach. And uh, Nate Potter back as the tight ends coach. And then the other one, a big one, B.J. Robertson is going to be retained as well as the director of high school operations as well as the special teams coordinator. I also got a text during the show confirmed from a source that Bobby Daly, he's in the mix to be the defensive coordinator, but either way, he's safe. He's going to either be a position coach or the D.C. So basically what you got is you got defensive line coach Byron Hout waiting to hear uh, secondary coach Kyle Rising, you're waiting to hear, and they got a DC spot open, and then you might have another spot too because they might be able to add a, another secondary coach, whether it's a corners or a safeties coach, because that's what Ken Ione coached as well. Are you surprised with how many coaches were retained? I mean, that, that's a that's a slippery slope sometimes. The new guy coming in, it retaining is. guys. He doesn't, I, Curious on the number. I thought maybe 50% of the staff. It sounds like maybe more. I, I thought that you had to keep Ryan Armstrong, at least for this year, because they have such a senior-laden offensive line. They, those guys have to be comfortable with it. BJ. I think you got to keep BJ Robertson because of his Montana ties. He's got to show you the ropes in the Treasure State. I think you got to keep Jimmy Beal and Bobby Daly because those guys, those guys are both uh, alma mater. I mean, they've they've been there before. They know what it takes to be a Bobcat. UD, I thought, was just completely up in the air. I mean, it would have been really too bad for him to never coach a game and lose his job, but I also do think he's a guy that comes with a lot of offensive acumen. Um, Honestly, I'm not really that surprised because I think that there's a lot of time left here, too. I think that these guys, I mean, you retain them for the optics, and then you see what happens. You're going to have basically a... Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia... When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.